<laughs> I think, like, Steph trying to defend magic, magic goes for 50 every game. <laughs> we, we need to start there. I'm like, listen, it, it, I think it's... I'm gonna reverse it. I don't think they should fire him. Lucas, <laughs> I, <think they'll... laughs> I, I am now with you, and yeah, it's totally emotional, but it's... Yeah. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the Youth Out Podcast. I am your host, Wyatt, with my regular cast and crew of Aiden, Lucas, Jared, and Bart. Let's see how many nice things we can get Lucas and Jared to say about Notre Dame. See if we can get Aiden to say some nice things about the Jets, and maybe we can get Bart to say some nice things about Aaron Rodgers. Really good podcast in store today. We're going to start off with a cash or trash. Bart, I'm going to start with you. Cash or trash? John Gruden is a hiring bust, bust so far. I think I would trash this. Um, has he been underwhelming? Yes. But I don't think he's been a bust. Mm-hmm. He has actually... So, the, I mean, the Raiders' offense has gotten better every season under him. Their defense is pretty awful this year. They've regressed, but still, their record should get better every season under him as long as they win one more game. Uh, I think he deserves one more season. So, I would say trash. What do you think? I'm going to go with Cash, actually, because he this is his third year, and he's actually had all the opportunity to like strip the roster down and do whatever he wants to do with it. Uh, he's traded away all, everyone. He let, he brought in his guys, so he, like, he got rid of Cleo Mack. He got rid of Amari Cooper. <laughs> they haven't drafted very well. They went and picked like Clendon Farrell with the number four overall pick. I mean, he definitely has a chance to turn around because it is a 10-year, $100 million contract, um, and it's, he's only three years into it. So he has a chance to not be a bust, but I mean, if I were to pick right now whether John Gruden's tenure and um, as a Raiders as the Raiders head coach is successful, I would definitely say no. Mm. No playoff Gosh. appearances in three years. It's not not pretty good. And Derek Carr does look like he does look better, though. I will say Derek Carr looks a lot better. I don't know if that's an indictment towards John Gruden or maybe that's something that we should praise him for. But <laughs> moving on. Yeah. Okay. No, go ahead, Bart. I was just going to say, I think next year they should make the playoffs. They seem on track. Or this year they almost did. So, like, I think it's yeah, yeah it's they borderline. Lost, they've lost four of the last five, and they probably should have lost five of the last five if the Jets didn't do the man coverage fiasco that they did. So. <laughs> I mean, obviously the Jets are good enough to win a game because they'd be a better team than the Rams. But, I mean, I digress. <laughs> Sergio Perez, he left Racing Point, breaks all of our hearts. He leaves his Racing Point training wheels, and he puts on a new set of onesie pajamas after signing a deal with Red Bull. Jared, Sergio Perez will be a threat to Mercedes next year. Cast your trash. This is trash. We're talking about Formula One, by the way, for those for the uninitiated, for those that don't know what we're talking about. Who couldn't figure out what Racing Point meant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this is a drive to survive. Yeah, six. exactly. Watch it. This is a big trash. The best Red Bull lineup. The, this is definitely their best Red Bull lineup since they had Daniel Ricciardo and Max Verstappen in 2018. But even that year, they still finished 236 points behind Mercedes. So I don't think they're going to be anywhere near Mercedes. I, I'd be shocked if Red Bull was with within 100 points next season. I do think Sergio will get a win next season, though, with Red Bull. So I'm going trash. What about you, Lucas? Yeah, I agree. Um, I trashed it, one, because I don't think Red Bull will challenge Mercedes, and two, because he's not even going to be the biggest start to Mercedes on his own team for mm-hmm. Stafford, I think is clearly the more talented of the two. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you that I think Checo might squeeze out a win or two in Red Bull, but 
but I don't think there'll be a legit threat to take down Mercedes over the course of the year. But I think this does sort of solidify their stranglehold probably over that second place in the Constructors' Championship standings. Yeah, definitely. All right. Charlotte's new athletic guard, LaMelo Ball, is what one could say tearing it up right now in the preseason. It is just the preseason. It's only three games. Um, but, Aiden, I'm going to start with you, cash or trash. LaMelo Ball is showing flashes of stardom. I'm trashing it. He's been <laughs> like his highlight reel has been impressive, but his stats aren't impressive. He's like he's clearly a great playmaker. He makes some awesome passes. He's a pretty good rebounder. That's been clear. But he's still very inefficient on offense. And there are no signs that he's not gonna be for at least his first couple of years. During the preseason, which yeah, the, the like the narrative has been that he's like dominated. He's shooting 26% from the field in four games, 27% from three. He and he was never efficient overseas. So like also, if you look at his jump shot, like the eye test does not pass. <laughs> um, that that runs in the ball family, though. Um, yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, so I like he'll he'll make some really cool plays, but he's not going to be like a, a dominant player as far as I'm concerned for several years. He just doesn't score at the clip that he needs to. What do you I'm, think, Wyatt? <laughs> I'm on the, actually, I'm on the opposite end. I'm going to go with Cash. I think he does show flashes of stardom. And maybe it's the Bleacher Report ESPN bias and all I see on Twitter and on ESPN is like the flashy passes. Um, but I think that although the scoring volume isn't there, he does look like a guy who could lead a team relatively well. Maybe he probably won't be like a solid number one or an S-tier guy or a superstar, however you want to mm-hmm. rank these guys in their tiers. But... It does look like he's relatively electric, and it looks like the Charlotte Hornets enjoy true. playing yeah. alongside of him. Like I see a lot of smiles whenever they cut to the sideline yeah. of those in Charlotte. Uh, he's obviously a great passer. He has the athletic skill set to be able to do um, a lot of yeah. those things inside the paint if he ever so feels like it. And I think that, I mean, he's only had maybe three or four games in the mm-hmm. NBA. I don't know how many preseason games he had. Um, so I'm not going to like hold it against him that he hasn't dropped in 25 a night. I think maybe... We expect a little bit too much out of some rookies because, I mean, most rookies only score like 18 points per game tops. I mean, not everyone's Zion where they come in right away and drop yeah. 25 or whatever in 20 yeah. minutes. Yeah. But I like him. Yeah. I mean. He's fun to watch. He is fun to watch. And I think He's the biggest question for him, I guess, long term is whether or not he has the maturity to lead a team to yeah. a championship. But I think as far as will he, will he make some all-star games while he's in Charlotte, I would bank on that. I would cash it. I'm giving it three or four year, <laughs> three years, years before we see. Okay. Okay. Three years. We'll, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see. Yeah. I'll book it. Yeah. I, this I will year, book this yeah. out. He will not be rookie of the year. I think <laughs> Anthony Edwards will win that one. Or Obi Toppin. Either one. Okay. Yeah. If the Wolves do anything significant, i.e. having the rookie of the year, I would be stunned. Yeah. <laughs> was it Carl? Was it Carl I, Anthony I don't think Towns not the rookie of the year his year? Yeah, but that was, you know, an older era. Way back when. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Those are better days. All right. <clears throat> Jalen Hurts. He has 674 yards and five touchdowns in his first two starts. He's looking pretty good. But Lucas, is Jalen Hurts more like Mitchell Trubisky or will he be more like Russell Wilson? So I think first you left at a key stat that he also has zero interceptions, which is a right. welcome change and from a wins. Philadelphia Eagles quarterback. Yeah. Um, so, but if we're looking on this on like a scale of Mitch Trubisky to Russell Wilson, I think he's probably right in the middle, slightly leaning towards for us. <laughs> I don't think he'll be like as pedestrian as Trubisky, but I don't think he's like, and it's only been two games. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't think 
his ceiling is as high as Russ. But I think he'll be a good, maybe, you know, every few season uh, pro bowler. I, I, I don't know. I think he's going to be good going forward. He's looked excellent in the first two games, but that's, I, I just don't think there's enough of a sample size yet to say he's going to be a superstar. I think he's going to be a very good quarterback in the league, and I'm confident in saying that, but I'm not confident in saying anything more. But the leadership's there. They beat the Saints, who are excellent. They almost beat the Cardinals, who are good. He's been pretty blemish-free. Maybe mm. a little bit more ball security needs to be there when he takes off on the run, but... I don't know. He's he's already an improvement over Carson Wentz, leaps and bounds. So, if you're if you'd push me, I think I'll say he'll be more like Russell Wilson. But I just don't think there's a large enough sample size to say. Yeah. Yeah. So real quick, Bart, before we move on to you, Lucas, do you think he'll be the starter in Philly next year? Yes. Okay. Mm. Book that. Yeah. Bart, go ahead. Yeah, I agree. I'm cashing it. I am all aboard the Hurts train. Uh, is it partly because he's one of my quarterbacks in, in a fantasy dynasty league I'm in? Maybe. But still, uh, I actually, yeah, I mean, I, I will just reiterate a lot of what Lucas said. I mean, if you look at uh, Mitch Trubisky's numbers, like in his first couple games that he started and in his like whole first season that year, his numbers were pretty awful. He ended up with seven touchdowns to seven picks. So a one-to-one ratio, which is just like, humiliating, not even 200 yards a game. Jalen Hurts has already looked a lot better in just two games, uh, and like if you if you compare it even to Russ's numbers, I mean they're they're actually pretty solid comparatively, um, from like the first season. I mean, so I agree he's he's probably never going to quite be superstar level like Russ, but since the phrasing in the question asks, is he more like Russ? Absolutely, absolutely. I think I think he's going to be a lot better than Mitch Trubisky, and I agree he's probably going to be the starter next year, which is exciting. I'd like to see a whole season out of him. Uh, I think ask- he'll be impressive. Oh. Can I ask a follow-up question? Are either of you worried about his efficiency? His completion percentage is only like 54%. And are the, let's say the Eagles do well, but he's a 54% kind of guy. Are they, are they in no man's land or have they like found their quarterback? You know what I mean? I think there's a very, very slim chance it stays that bad. Yeah, I do too. For okay. a couple of reasons. First, he's, these are his first two NFL starts. Uh, second, the Eagles don't have a great receiving core. And I think... <laughs> that that will improve if they add talent and their offensive line is also terrible <clears throat> yes that is well well you heard it lucas and bart think uh hurt is the next russell wilson um i actually do have i do have a, <laughs> I have a sneaky follow-up question a sneaky cash or trash just real quick answers okay. jalen hurts is the best oklahoma quarterback in the nfl right now no Kyler Murray. Yeah. That's, so you trash it? I, trash, yeah. I would trash, trash, it, yeah. trash yeah. Okay. I think he might be the third at this point. Yeah. But, but just because, I don't know, he doesn't have a large enough sample size. Yeah, yeah, he no, agreed. Be, he could yeah, be better than yeah. both. I'm not going to accept that answer. It's either you think he's he's the best or he's not. I, at I the get moment, the sample no. size, but no. I'm mean, catching trash. <laughs> at the, yeah, at the moment, yeah. no. Okay. Trash. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Uh, a lot of controversy in the top four of the college football playoffs. Uh, could cause some problems, yes. We'll get, we'll get into that yeah. later. Uh, Jared, cash or trash, the college football is in danger of losing its popularity after this season. I actually am going to cash it. I do understand, I'm going to put the caveat that it's a pandemic year, guys, which forced the sport to become like pretty regional, and there were very few upsets this year, kind of oddly. Yeah. No fans, obviously. But I mean, I'll admit that even I've become a little disenchanted with the selection committee, a committee. And if college football remains like super regional post COVID, I think it'll dip because only like four conferences actually have a shot at the playoff. It'll dip until they like change the format and stuff. 
Uh, and I think that the the fact that the same teams are at the top each year is kind of boring. Even if they are the biggest brands, it's still kind of boring. Like nobody wanted to see Warriors Cavs like five years in a row or whatever the heck we got. So one thing I'll say though is that. I, I'm I'm always been like kind of against watering down the regular season, but I, I feel like the difference between like the NFL and college football is kind of like the difference between an episodic show and like a serialized show. It's like an epic shot. Episodic show would be like Grey's Anatomy, The Office, The Mandalorian, that kind of stuff, where you can like miss like five episodes. You don't really miss that much. Same in the NFL, you can miss like five games. You don't miss that much. Where in a serialized show, like an HBO kind of show, every episode has urgency and stuff. That's kind of the difference I see between that's like a way to put a, a good frame reference for it. And both are still popular. So I, maybe it won't matter if they water down the college football season. Short answer, cash, it is going to dip popularity just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I'm going to go a slight cash on this one as well, just because I think the playoff system this year especially has been just revealed to be totally broken. Mm-hmm. It's the worst of both worlds in that, at least with the BCS, like, every game was meaningful, like, and there was some level of objectivity with the computers in it, Um, but it was still, like, wildly unfair in that, like, only two teams would ever compete for a title of the year. This is, like, and then with an expanded playoff, the system would allow for more teams to be in, and it would be more fair that there would be, like, there would be more teams with a chance for a title even though it would devalue the regular season slightly. But the college football playoff is both wildly unfair and stupidly subjective in a way that makes sort of no sense to me. And, like, I'm a Notre Dame fan, that's clear, but Cincinnati should have been the fourth team in the playoffs this year. Like, I think it's just like, yeah, we'll get there. (laughs) But uh, I think it would just be frustrating if I were a fan of, like, Cincinnati that you can never, like, you know, you can never win. And I think I saw like a, a Reddit post about this too. That was like, this somehow feels like worse than in like the seventies when just a bunch of like drunk journalists in a room would just pick the national title because at least then it could be anybody like now, it, like be like, be like BYU, BYU won the national championship in the eighties. Like, yeah. like a bunch of journalists got into a room and were like, you know what? BYU was the best team this year. But sure. now because you have drunk Mormons. Yeah. I got in a room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but the, now it's like, you can only compete for a title if you make the playoff and the only teams who are ever picked for the playoff, yeah. Are power five teams so it's like I, even though like in theory like a bunch of people just like picking a national champion is like more subjective it somehow feels less subjective because there's no barrier to entry to being picked now there's a barrier to entry to being mm-hmm. picked and that barrier to entry is so unfair like mm-hmm. i'll never stop loving college football because it's my favorite sport but like it's just really frustrating the, the level of unfairness that exists sometimes uh, in it. one funny thing i would like to point out i was looking at the like the i wanted to know who's on the committee this year so i went to like the committee website and they describe uh, it the very first adjective they, they use to describe the people on the committee is high integrity <laughs> i thought that was so <laughs> it's like it's just patent uh-huh. yeah <laughs> you know, and i think we've hit a turning point too can I stop you? Can we move on? We'll get there. We have one more cash to left to do, and then we'll move on to the next one. Another college team that made it into the playoffs, Justin Fields, the quarterback of Ohio State. He finished with 12 of 27, 144 yards, zero touchdowns except for a rushing touchdown, and two picks against Northwestern. Aiden, I'm going to start with you. Cash or trash? Justin Fields' draft stock is falling. I got to cash it. Um, after his first, yeah. you know, pretty rough game against Indiana, um, I was like, 
I was still like, oh, it's like just one game, you know, it's it's fine. Um, he'll he'll bounce back kind of thing. But at this point, it doesn't look good that his two like even somewhat difficult games this year, he's like seriously kind of flubbed in terms of his performance. And it only mm-hmm. got worse. That like the stats that you mentioned, Wyatt, like it was this was worse than the Indiana game. Um, like they won kind of like in spite of him. Um, so I think it is gonna hurt his stock. I do I think like he can undo all this damage by like having a great game against Clemson? Like, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but um I don't know. It's hard to it's hard to believe that after he kinda had trouble with Indiana Northwestern defenses that he's like gonna do super well against Clemson's defense. Um so so yeah, I think like I initially as a as a Jets fan, someone who apparently now will have the second pick. Um, <laughs> I, I like at the beginning of the season I would have said take Justin Fields. I am less sold on that right now. Mm-hmm. Definitely less sold on it. Yeah. What do you think, Jared? I'm cashing in. I agree on like all fronts that you said. And you got to put it in perspective. A quarterback that's throwing to first round first round wide receivers against like undrafted corner, probably undrafted corners, like that's that's not that doesn't look very good. And especially a lot of quarterbacks that go to these top tier schools have all this talent around them and are playing against people that are really like way inferior to them athletically. They don't do that well in the NFL. You know, a lot of like Josh Allen went to Wyoming, you know, who was he throwing to? Like that kind of stuff. So I think it's pretty suspect when your when your worst games are against the two games. Excuse me, when your worst games are against the two good teams you played. So yeah. like yeah. think like Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota, that class. It could be more like that than it is like Lamar and Lamar and Josh Allen. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and maybe, like there's a chance it was just like nerves and stuff or whatever. I mean, that yeah. doesn't actually mean anything. But I think from an optics point, it definitely like yeah. I can't see how this wouldn't at least hurt a stock a little bit. But like you said, he can definitely undo that. And if he has a great yeah. game against Clemson, then nobody yeah. will care. Yeah, it's interesting too because I think was he draft eligible last year? Because last year I think he was PFF's highest graded quarterback, so he, mm. he should have just gone yep. to the draft. <laughs> honestly yeah he would but, yeah. I mean, and he'll still like he won't fall right like he'll still probably be yeah. top five i would say at the moment right um but yeah. he's, he's gonna be top three yeah unless probably. he really probably. really yeah unless he really yeah yeah, up yeah. Clemson, but i mean even if yeah. he looks competent like he gets you know he create he completes like 70 percent of his passes <laughs> he normally does and then yeah. he gets 200 yards i think he'll be okay but mm. yeah yeah, I think that's fair. But I, I don't think he's going to fall that far past the top five. I think he'll be top three still. All right. We do have a problem, though. There is an imposter <laughs> among us. <laughs> Clemson absolutely throttled Notre Dame in the ACC championship, beating them 34-10, to 10, punching a ticket to the Tigers in Notre Dame, or punching a ticket for the Tigers to the college football playoffs, and somehow still punch the ticket for Notre Dame to sneak in at the number four spot. <laughs> Jared, I'm going to ask you, does Notre Dame still deserve a spot in the college football playoffs, and why not? Uh, it pays me to say it, but I have to say no. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, let me, I, I'm going to approach it from three different angles. First, let me say that Texas A&M was not deserving. Let's look at a comparison real quick. Texas A&M had one good win against a team that now has three losses, and the, Notre Dame has two top 15. And I find it laughable, laughable for Jimbo to say, we can play with anyone when they lost by 28 to Bama. You know, it's just stupid. And AM fans are screaming, oh, they didn't have Jalen Waddle. They don't have Jalen Waddle anymore, so it'll be a different story. But Alabama's literally scoring more points without Jalen Waddle than they were before. They're averaging 50 points a game without him. Like, it's, it's <laughs> absurd to say that without one guy that they're, that's going to be a different story. 
And also to them, I'd say congrats that you have a good that you might have a good shot against Bama's second team, just like Notre Dame is good against Clemson's second team, but not a good <laughs> against Clemson's first team. Yeah, Our problem. The, uh, oh, sorry, what? Go ahead. I was just gonna say I hate the argument that like it's like well we would beat their second team like yeah, that's, that's some sort of like evidence. It's so <laughs> Wait, do people say that? They're they're yeah, saying like the, the Texas A and M fans are saying because they don't have Jalen Waddle anymore that it'll be a different story. But they're I don't know it's stupid. They're averaging more points without him. That from Notre Dame's front, I, it's our problem in big games just continues to be offense. We always tout our like great offensive line. And then either never run the ball well or just, like, don't even try, first off. And our, here, here's a comparison. When we beat Clemson, we had 208 rushing yards. And our loss, we had 44. So and, and basically, it was, like, completely flipped. Like, we had 208 rushing yards and Clemson had 34 when we beat them. And you can basically just flip those numbers around when we lost. So when we get behind, we try to use Ian Book and Space, which did nothing. Our receivers were never open. Like, all the sacks yeah. – weren't on the offensive line. They were coverage sacks. So, I mean, yeah. it's not the fall of the O-line, I don't think. Just nobody seemed to be open. So, And honestly, on the defensive side, we allowed, like, 33 points in regulation when we won. This time we only allowed 34. Like, it wasn't really that much yeah. different. We just didn't get anything going on offense, so it looked really bad. Yeah. Big picture, I think it proves – okay, I know we were talking about expanding the playoffs, but this kind of proves my point that the top two to three teams are, like, miles ahead of everyone. And expansion's not going to change the distribution of talent, of talent. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's that's what I say. Lucas, mm-hmm. before you go, but I do not want to get into a long rant about whether or not we should or should not expand mm-hmm. the college football playoffs. <laughs> we can Thank say you, that moderator. Yes. Yeah. Let me just thought it Good out call. there quick. <laughs> Next person, go. <laughs> yeah. Well, this isn't so much that they should expand the playoffs, but I think I don't. I don't think Notre Dame should be in the fourth team either. I think it should be in Cincinnati, as I mentioned before. And I saw a really good argument from somebody I worked with on the newspaper in high school with who said a playoff shouldn't be about picking the four best teams. It should be about finding out who the best team is. And at this point, we know that neither Notre Dame or A&M were not the best team in the country because they got destroyed when they played Mm -hmm. teams who were better than them. But you can't for certain say that both Ohio State and Cincinnati aren't the best team in the country and they would have the best case to be put into a tournament. So like just the logical playoff based on what you know so far this season is that it should be Clemson, Alabama, um, Cincinnati and Ohio state because they have the best resumes of any team who could potentially claim that mantle of best team. And I like, yeah, I love Notre Dame to death. I'm happy they're in the playoff. I want to see them win the national championship, but it should have been Cincinnati. And, like, there's no reason it should not have been in that fourth spot. They're undefeated. Mm-hmm. They had three top 25 wins, top 20 scoring offense and defense. Mm-hmm. The only other team to do that was Clemson. Like, I, I just I just don't understand. Well, I do understand because it's the, they don't like the group of five. But it's, like, it's just <laughs> frustrating that Cincinnati was not put in that fourth spot. Mm-hmm. And to Florida, I think didn't Florida remain ahead of them? Three loss yes. Florida. No. That's mm-hmm. so disrespectful to put just, a three loss yeah. team in front of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's a bad look for the college football playoffs. Yes. And you kind of mentioned it earlier. They definitely mm-hmm. show their cards on how they feel about um, any any team outside of the Power Five. It, it doesn't look good at all. Oh, yeah. um, it doesn't really bode well for the popularity. Like we said, like if if we're always looking like whether it's Ohio State. Clemson, Alabama, and then we could rotate that fourth team between Oklahoma, Georgia, Notre Dame, 
Mm-hmm. I guess Florida, maybe, you know. But, I mean, who's really going to care? Because I, I, I do remember when we watched the Warriors and when they added Kevin Durant and they were just kind of running the league. You could say it was good for the league and people, more people watched because they wanted to watch them lose. But I definitely, as, a, as like an average NBA watcher, was not too enthralled with the idea of yeah. watching them play every single yeah. every single year. Yeah. So, I mean, I do not like the look. I mean, everybody saw the beatdown that, that Notre Dame got. And, I mean, it's just – it's just I, I get it. it's a weird year, but they might as well just go to two teams at this point. The way it looks right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah honestly. Yeah. Especially because yeah. Dabo Sweeney's and all the other coaches are like putting Ohio State like outside of their top ten. Like seriously, Dabo, <laughs> Dabo Sweeney. Outside of top ten is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. So yeah, on Dabo yeah. Sweeney's list, Ohio State was eleventh behind Coastal Carolina. So. <laughs> yeah. That's how I he put together. Kind of his list. Was- I kind of want Ohio State to win oh, just God, so he, they can be I like, know, oh, we lost yeah, to the 11th yeah. best team in the country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. 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 I, I do think, yeah, it speaks volumes about the committee that they didn't even put, like, Cincinnati at five or, like, yeah. you know, make it like, oh, like, they just missed out, you know? <laughs> it's, yeah, they just seem, like, so intent on discrediting anyone who's not power five. So, yeah. It's Texas A&M, I don't get, has such an I, unimpressive resume. I know. They, yeah. they, they had one good win against florida who lost three games that was their best win the like honestly i think florida being ranked so high was only to make texas a&m look better like they lost three games there's no way you should be ranked seventh or whatever it is yeah, yeah. three losses and then they got killed by alabama and then they beat six average sec west teams like it's like or sec teams and it's just like yeah i just uh, like, it, yeah i mean I, I like i agree definitely with um you lucas and jared that their resume is not as good as notre dame's in that comparison like they it's just not as good but it's it's pretty close like they have pretty similar resumes besides the US, unc win essentially and i get that clemson is like better than florida but florida is clearly good i mean they kept up with bama where they you know they at least gave bama a game um and clemson the clemson game that we won obviously there were you know a couple couple guys out um but but yeah no, i i think so I, I'm impressed by Texas a and I think that like I think they have an impressive resume. I do think that Cincinnati should have been above them, and I mean, also Andy. But... They're all frauds. Let's be honest. <laughs> Any from Notre they're not, they don't, to they're Florida not gonna win, to Texas a and yeah. They're all. I mean, they're none of them are the yep. uh, going to be the best team in the college in college yep. football. This has the same story every single year with Notre Dame is that they get a chance to make it and then they blow it and they do make it this year, but they're probably just going to get beat down by Alabama. Sorry, guys. Hate to tell you, no, that, I mean, I agree. I mean <laughs> yeah. like they're gonna no. get exposed. Whether if it was Texas A&M or Florida again, I mean, then Florida would have just lost yeah. twice. To Alabama would have had four losses in the season, and then that would have yeah. been, you know, who would have cared at that yeah. point? Yeah. But yeah. I was hoping you guys could be a little bit more braggadocious about the fact that Notre Dame got in because I, I had a lot of uh, in-your-face kind of stuff that I wrote down here, but we'll kind of move past that. What is some of the stuff? I was like, you guys, you guys wanted to hop and puff your chest out last time when Notre Dame beat Clemson and they lost. Yeah, we did. They were out. out. You guys said, oh, it doesn't matter that Trevor Lawrence wasn't there. And obviously it did matter. And it's crazy what their team looks like, Clemson's team looks like, when they actually have all of their better players back and you're not playing their scraps. I would say. Well, in fact, it let me was also, let me push it, back on the Trevor no, Lawrence thing. Because, though, yeah, we only gave up, Trevor. We only yeah. gave up one more point than with than with DJ. Yeah, but it was, it, it was still a double yeah. overtime game, and the, the defense thing was a huge factor, obviously. No, in regulation, we regulation. we gave up thirty three points. 
to Jared, DJ. And then against Trevor Jared, Lawrence, we give it, it took him a backup it's like quarterback. A backup quarterback took you guys a double OT, Jared. Don't even, oh my don't even come at me. They can, we they went can, over this. Yeah. Stop that. He's not just any backup quarterback. Yeah, come on. But yeah, the defense was definitely completely. He is a backup. Oh, he yeah. is any backup yep. quarterback. He is a backup quarterback to the best. No, he was the number one dual threat. He was the number one dual threat recruit. No, he was a backup quarterback to the best football player in college football, right. and he the, right. he wasn't playing. And you guys wanted to act like it meant nothing at all. Do not. I mean, listen. we didn't say it. We didn't say I'm it. Not, yes, I'm it still not yes, it did. Yes, it did. You guys are like, oh, so, yeah. it's still a win. It's still a good win. Because it is still a win. No, it's not. Yeah. Because it's obviously you oh can see what this team is made of when they actually have a full roster. Right, but not what they have when they have their starting quarterback. Look, it was no you guys can hang a banner. Was, yeah, there was no difference on offense. What, what else did I you will, have to? We will, yeah. we <laughs> throw something else. We can hang a banner up in the Notre Dame Stadium, whatever you want to call. It. I don't even know what it was called. Does it have a name? It's called Notre Dame Stadium. Notre Dame Stadium. We can hang a banner up in Notre Dame Stadium that says, "We beat Clemson while their starting quarterback was out and like nine defensive players." And we it wasn't nine. There. It was like three. It was, like, no, it was a on. good amount. Of it was three, I think. But I, mean, no, three I take back. I take back what I said. Oh yeah, what we were saying about um, rooting for Ohio State over Clemson. <laughs> yeah. But never oh, mind. Yeah. Back. Take it back. <laughs> One thing I think that's a little unfair to Notre Dame is the like, yes, they get killed in big games all the time, but so does everybody who's not Alabama or Clemson. Yeah. So it's like it's it's a uniquely <laughs> Notre Dame problem in the sense oh. that like. They get exposed. All the they time. have the profile, and they get killed every time. Uh, but like, I know, but the thing when about... UW, UW got killed in the playoffs, Oklahoma got killed in the playoffs, Michigan State yeah, got Oklahoma killed in the gets playoffs. Killed like, every year. Yeah, like it's like it's yeah. like not a uniquely Notre Dame problem. No, the problem is that no, like Alabama nobody, and Clemson are so much better than everybody is else. So, nobody complains as much as Notre Dame does as far as the playoff goes. We're into nobody what? complains. We don't complain. Yeah. Yeah. complain about We're Notre Dame. We make our own schedule. We play such a tough schedule. Blah 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 blah. And then now we play the toughest schedule in Ohio State. To flavor some food with all that salt. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I'll see. I would say I see you in the national championship, but you guys won't make it that far. So oh, neither are you. Neither are you. <laughs> Book it. Ohio State beats Clemson. Right oh write God, that, no. write that one down. Book it. They yeah. lose by more than twenty. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. Before we, we're gonna move on to the NFL, I'm actually watching the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers game uh, against mm-hmm. Cincinnati over mm-hmm. here on the side, and the Cincinnati Bengals are absolutely destroying the Steelers right now. It's 17 to 0. Cincinnati. They are they looks Oof. like they're obviously going after Juju because he likes to dance in the logo. Um, <laughs> they, they bodied him. They're like all up in his face. They just had a PBU and they were flexing on him, so I don't know. You love to see it. Juju is not my favorite player in the world. Um so yeah, again, they're the best wide receiver in the league, Chase Claypool. So, true. Yeah, true. It'll be true. fine. <laughs> well, it'll be funny if the Steelers lose three in a row. Wow. I know. Yeah. Yeah, speaking mm-hmm. of frauds. Um, so, yeah, eyes on the prize in the NFL. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers was on a podcast on the PackersWire.com podcast, I believe. Um, and he said that there are not many guys who have won three in regards to an MVP. He said, so winning three would mean a lot. Bart. Has Aaron Rodgers played himself into the driver's seat of the MVP race this season? And what would a third MVP mean for Aaron Rodgers' legacy? Yeah, I mean, he, he absolutely has. It's it's him or Mahomes, and I think they both have a very good argument. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I definitely think he has. I think it's probably going to end up going to Mahomes just because the Chiefs yeah. are going to end up winning more games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their numbers are, like, pretty comparable. But uh, to be entirely honest with you, though, I don't know that this third MVP for Rodgers would matter all that much as far as his legacy goes i think the reason most people consider like i'm not 
Okay, yes, I did say he'd be a game manager this season, but I, I never discredited Aaron Rodgers' career. He has been elite for a very long time, and I, I think, yeah, I mean, a lot of people recognize that, right? But I think the reason a lot of people love him as a quarterback is because of just, like, how, over, like, year to year, how overall efficient and, like, d- dominant he's been. Yeah. The MVPs don't really matter. If you just look at his numbers, he's always been near the top in, like, all of the important categories. I mean, I think, like, historically, he leads... Um, like as far as like highest average yards per attempt in the season goes, he's he, he, like compared to like other good quarterbacks that you would think of, he's like up there with average touchdowns per season. Um, the MVPs just don't really matter that much. Like he's got two, four other or three other guys have two, four other guys have three, and then Peyton Manning has five. <laughs> um, but one of the guys who's got three is Tom Brady. So even if Aaron Rodgers gets to three, are you putting him over Tom Brady? Like based on that alone? No, it would be something else that he's already done. Are you putting him over Peyton Manning? Probably not. I mean, Manning has more rings anyway, and he's got five MVPs, and he's probably got just as solid numbers. So I think if you're going to love Aaron Rodgers and like try to argue for his legacy, it's not going to be because of a third MVP. I think his numbers have just been elite for a long time, and that would probably be the <laughs> argument that people would use. Um, yeah. Yeah, That's those are all good points, actually, I think. I think I'll say, though, yes, their numbers are comparable, I guess, but Aaron Rodgers pretty much leads every major category, like touchdowns. He, he leads this in touchdowns. Yeah, sorry. The, talking about this season's MVP. Yep. He leads yep. in passer rating, QBR, touchdowns, lowest interception rate, f- one yep. fewer interception than Mahomes, like Mahomes, better completion yep. percentage, all that stuff. He also has one more rushing touchdown than Mahomes for what that's worth. Yep. But especially, yep. I think, just when you when you consider what Rodgers is working with compared to what Mahomes is working with. You know, he's got Devontae Adams, but Mahomes has got Le'Veon Bell, Edwards Lair, and then he's got Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins, all those people. I also think it's interesting do you, uh, if I feel like the Packers like drafting a quarterback and Jordan Love and everything actually like kind of worked, like it motivated him. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, maybe it kind of worked. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of oh, funny. God. We'll never know what Matt LaFleur was thinking. Exactly. Yeah, uh, it definitely but, seems like it worked. Yeah, what's yeah, what's Jordan Love up to these days? <laughs> Biting his time. Yeah, yeah. For the games. yeah. Does just Jordan Love put on the pads? Or he's just got a baseball cap on the sideline. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm sure I do think it, yeah. I think it's interesting that um like when you think about like Peyton Manning versus like Aaron Rodgers, for example, like I would automatically just my like gut reaction is like Peyton Manning. Mm-hmm. But like Aaron Rodgers' stats are like significantly better like over like i think their their touchdown to interception ratio like over their careers is for peyton manning it's 2.15 tds per interception for aaron Rodgers, it's 4.6 per mm. like that's wow. absurd but i still like i think in the you know we generally think of peyton manning as like i would think of him as better and i'm not sure why that is he only has you know one more championship and that kind of thing so i feel like aaron Rodgers, maybe he's just not the brand that um, like the likable yeah. brand that someone like Peyton Manning was or um, yeah. the villain that Brady was. I don't know. But he just he doesn't seem to be on the same like level in terms of all time yet. And maybe at some point he'll be in that discussion. But it's kind of interesting given because, as you pointed out, Bart, he's just like a statistical darling, like always has been, continues to be. So you think... I think part of it might be that when yeah. he like came into the league and started like making his name, like there was that Brady Manning mm-hmm. rivalry, so he yeah. could never break into like the conversation of being the best. And by the and like, I mean, I know Peyton Manning was bad in his last season, but neither of them ever really trailed off. Like even though mm-hmm. Peyton Manning won a ring in this season, his last mm-hmm. season, even though he was not playing great, and Brady's still Brady, so it's like 
he when he came into the league, the narrative was already set for who the best quarterbacks mm-hmm. were, and because of that, like no matter how elite his numbers are, like it's hard to break into that because just like the narrative's already been set. Right. Yeah, I think we're kind of like in a golden age of QBs, or like the last ten years have been, and so like Brady and Peyton Manning, I feel like we're kind of the the first ones there, or two yeah. of the like the biggest guys there, and there are just like mm-hmm. so many like good candidates at this point that maybe it's harder to yeah to break. You in. know what's funny about that is about the rival thing is I feel like Drew Brees falls into the same category. Yeah, Drew yeah. Brees is yeah. really good, but he never yeah. was like in that rivalry where it's yep. like oh it's yep. you know this person yeah. it's you know Drew Brees against Tom Brady, Drew Brees against blah blah, blah. like. He wasn't Drew Brees versus Philip Rivers, Eli Manning. He wasn't Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or anything like that. Like, he was just Drew Brees is really good, and that was kind of like the end of it. And I feel like, I do yeah. feel like Aaron Rodgers kind of in the same way. So maybe we need yeah. to yeah. should we pick his rival on the show as of right now? See if we can. Could it be? I mean, Drew Brees is a good <laughs> Brees, yeah, yeah. I guess that's right? I, yeah. I, th- I think I just right. don't know. I feel like because he's just as very close to age and Tom to Tom Brady, it's a little different. Maybe Big Ben. Yeah. But, I mean, not even close. Yeah, but, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is pretty old, too, now, right? Yeah, he's 37. 37. Yeah. Yeah. Which is impressive. Because he sat, too, for, like, a couple years. He's a a young 37, is what they say. (laughs) (laughs) Aiden, it's funny. Oh, no, 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 you you got it. You got it. No, no, no. Aiden, it's funny that you said, though, that we're in, like, a golden age of quarterbacks because it's probably going to get more golden as it goes on because the league just keeps Mm. incentivizing offense. I know, I know. You know, and, like, you can't hit the quarterback, all that stuff, so – It'll yep. hope. I don't know. Maybe that's good for us. It'll keep getting more golden. But um, mm-hmm. I did want to ask a question too related to this. Do you think so? Brett Favre has three MVPs and obviously the one Super Bowl. Do you think Aaron Rodgers is like the greatest Packer already, yes. or do you think a third MVP will put yes. him up there? He gotcha. Yeah, he's already yeah, up there. I, I mean, so. he he's fighting for legacy yep. all the time. Do you think if he won a championship this year as well as an MVP, do you think that that would also? That would where would that put him legacy wise to Tom Brady? Is Tom Brady untouchable or does Aaron Rodgers have any? Kinda. Yeah. I think yeah. He, he felt he kind of is. What is he? Up? Is it five yeah, championships or six? It's, it's, or it's it's something six, six and three. Yeah. With it's, three MVPs. Yeah. I think Tom Brady is untouchable, yeah, but yeah. he certainly would have a very good argument over Manning at least. Yeah, I agree. With yeah. A, second with best quarterback in, yeah. in ring. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But yeah, I think those. Yeah. Top eight. I didn't really realize this. Manning <laughs> in 2013 set the record both for touchdowns in a season and yards in a season, which I think is a huge boost for his yeah. um, resume because that's just like it's insane it's crazy it's yeah. 50 55 touchdowns was it and like 5600 yards or something like that dude crazy. Wild. So, yeah <laughs> if aaron Rodgers could ever break one of those that would also be wild. yeah that's a good point mm-hmm. um does patrick mahomes have a rival right now is that a maybe problem lamar. is that a problem that he might run lamar, into maybe. i would have said lamar yeah, last lamar year, last year but, yeah. Um, yeah. well I don't know. LeBron LeBron doesn't really have a rival, right? Yeah. Kevin Durant. He just kind of yeah. like, no, I, I guess. Mm, they, they weren't around as, they weren't yeah, around as long as he Kawhi. was. Though, was the thing. It was probably Kobe at first, too. Yeah, it's just I don't think it was ever him. Kobe. I think it was more likely it was Tim Duncan before it was Kobe. What? <laughs> 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 yeah, because I ran, cause I ran into the Spurs. I mean, LeBron, nice. LeBron played the villain role so well. And a big part of his career or he that he just like everybody was trying to beat LeBron. You know, I don't believe like Giannis and James Harden are not rivals. I would say it's either Kevin Durant, who's most likely because he was number two, and then Steph Curry is yeah. probably the, the next one, and then now it's Kawhi. Yeah, yeah, I'd say Kate. I mean, they just weren't yeah. around as yeah. long as like Brady yeah. and Manning were like around like for like what at least. Yeah, 10 years. Hmm. yeah. The fact that LeBron is succeeded, yeah, it just feels like he's like well, other others of his rivals have you know fallen or at least gotten you know 
not as dominant. He stayed there, whereas yeah. it did really feel like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning were going for a while, even if Brady outlasted them in the end. Maybe we're gonna have to look into some of the greatest sports rivalries that we've had. I mean, I think we've already done mm-hmm. that, but individual player sports mm-hmm. rivalries is might be. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Our yeah, next step. Uh, we're, we talked about the golden age of quarterbacks. We're gonna bring them back up again. The upcoming golden age of quarterbacks. Got a lot of <laughs> hirings, and although there's only technically one job opening right now, which coaching job is most desirable? The Jets with Justin Fields, maybe. The Jaguars now with Trevor Lawrence. Chargers with Justin Herbert. Texans with Deshaun Watson. And Eagles with Carson Wentz or Jalen Harris. I'll leave that one open. Aiden, which job is most desirable to you? Um, I'd say Chargers at one. Um, they got they got a lot going for him. Uh, first of all, Herbert's been very impressive. They have a pretty good roster in general. I mean, both last year and this year, they just feel like they're very unlucky. They just, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what that is. Maybe, I'm sure it's going to be attributed to coaching. Um, and I think um, I think they will have a vacancy. But um, I think, like, LA is a flashy market. That's going for it, too. Um, I, there we go. Like, I don't, beautiful yeah. jerseys. Yeah, <laughs> true, beautiful yeah. jerseys. Ugh. Yeah, new stadium <clears throat> and everything, right? Um, so I don't think they'll be, like, competing with the Chiefs soon, to be honest. I think they'll still be second fiddle in that division. But I, yeah. I could definitely see them as, like, a, you know... Um, consistent playoff team with Justin Herbert. Um, so I, I would pick them first. Second, until recently, I would have said the Jets for the promise of Trevor Lawrence, despite all of the Jets' dysfunction. Um, but I think the New York market plus the promise of, you know, a godsend QB uh, would have been enough, but I, they they sink after that. Um, so I, I guess the Jaguars are there now. Uh, Jacksonville's <laughs> not quite as sexy, but, you know, well... We'll give it to him. I the the bottom for me are the teams that already have a QB or have some kind of quarterback situation. Um, hmm. The the Texans I'd put fourth because they have a good QB, but the fact it's kind of I would kind of count that against them to a degree because it feels like kind of this is their ceiling. Like if they have a good QB and they aren't very good still after all the Bill O'Brien's shenanigans, <laughs> that's concerning. Yeah. Um, although there's still there's still plenty of talent on that team. Um, last, sorry, Lucas, I would say the Eagles. Though Jalen Hurts is making a bit of a case otherwise. I think like one of the worst things as a coach that you can walk into is some kind of awful quarterback situation, which is yeah what they have. And like I don't know how they're going to get rid of Carson Wentz. Um, and what even if he's the backup, it's going to be like a weird situation to have a guy who's making, you know, what, like 20-something million a year sitting there. Um, and anytime Jalen, like, even if Jalen Hurts is the starter, like, there's gonna be a weird pressure to put Wentz in anytime Hurts fails. I, I, I don't think it's a good spot to walk into. Um, so yeah, those are those are my rankings. Uh, I'm gonna disagree with you a little bit. I think mm-hmm. I would take the Texans' job if I took any of them, just because mm-hmm. I think you have that pre-built elite player on your team. Like, mm-hmm. I think you can, like, if they weren't such an incompetently run organization. <laughs> Uh, Deshaun Watson would be seen, I think, in a much more favorable light. He's the third highest passer rating this season. Yeah. After he's very good. Uh, yeah. After the Packers and yeah. uh, the Chiefs, so after Rodgers mm-hmm. and Mahomes, and I think that like it's their problems are not him. And I think yeah. you could, if you could get a good defensive coach and build up the defense, you have the potential for an elite team there. They're thirty first in rushing defense this year. They're like <laughs> just like. Which is it's just such an odd disparity because their quarterback is elite and the rest of yeah. their team is not. But I think with some tweaking three or four years down the line, 
Deshaun Watson would still be young. He's clearly, sure. I think, an elite quarterback, or has the potential to be an elite yeah. quarterback. And I think, you know, trying to fix the defense would be an easier task than completely rebuilding a whole team like it would be with the Jets or something. That's fair. Yeah. And I mean, kind of going off that Lucas's logic, it's nice to have like the proven quarterback where Justin Herbert, like you kind of don't really know. You, we mm-hmm. like he's having a great rookie season, obviously. But you never know what's what could happen in that sophomore season, and like, I mean, it could end up being like a Mitch Trubisky situation. You're like, oh shoot, mm-hmm. I thought this guy was gonna be like pretty solid, and now he's not. You know, so mm-hmm. I would, I, I still would take the Chargers. That'd be my first one as well. But uh, Texans, I had a sec- my second mm-hmm. most desirable. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think a little bit of disrespect towards Joe Burrow and the Bengals, not even being mentioned. Um, I, I do think it's a different argument between yeah, they're not teams with, fire with like. So. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> half of these teams don't. True, true, have either. not. Yeah. I, I would. Uh, I would bet that every single one of these teams would have a new coach next year. Really? Every single one of them. I don't think the Eagles are good. Yes, they will. Yeah, I don't think the Eagles. What are if Jalen Hurts runs the table? Though? I don't. I don't. I think if he does, if they make yeah, yeah. Then I don't know if they will fire. <laughs> so, anyway, I think whatever. Yeah. The Chargers feel like a number one uh, option to me here. I think I was I was lukewarm to Jay Herb. I am now a big fan of Jay Herb, um, and I do think that the Texans are probably number two right now. I yeah, it'd be hard for, to convince me. I mean, if you were the Jets though, or the Jaguars, either one of those teams, and you had the number one overall pick, and you had complete control of the roster, I mean, why wouldn't you take that? That's you yeah. I think there is an appeal to, to to coming in with your own quarterback yeah. or like starting something new. They I think literally do whatever they wanted to. And this but is you're a pretty right good that Deshaun Watson class. coming coming into Deshaun Watson's a pretty good situation yeah. as well. So I, I, I think you're yeah. overestimating how many coaches get complete control over the roster, though. It doesn't happen that often. I think it's becoming increasingly more likely. I th- yeah, isn't that why the why the Panthers fired their GM today? Because apparently, yeah, I mean, um, she disagreed. They said with like Matt, Matt Rule, Rule would have like yeah. a very large say in who was picked, which makes me think that yeah. he'll have a very large say in what happens. It does feel like coaches are kind of I don't know wanting that. Yeah, I mean more I've like always, college coaches. Yeah. I've always been under the impression that GMs like usually kind of like they do their own scouting and evaluation, or whatever. They at the do, end of the day, but they they always base it on what the coach wants. Was my understanding. yeah. Well, I think that's interesting mm-hmm. that there was a disagreement that strong that they had to fire. Yeah. Someone. Well, a lot of the time mm-hmm. the coach, or it seems like now, a lot of times the coach will pick the GM that they want, that they have like a, mm-hmm. um, some sort of <sighs> general like understanding of what each other want and, and all that kind of stuff. You know who I should have put on here? Actually, I should have put. Um, the Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott. I'm thinking about it right now. Other coaches that should get fired. The Cowboys are now five and nine, putting them at the bottom. They were at the bottom. They're now the second best hey, team. Two in a row. In that division. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, so new hire Mike McCarthy has definitely struggled so far during the season. Jared, should Jerry Jones bring Mike, Mike McCarthy back? I think they definitely should not. I. And my the example I'm using is the Browns. They only needed one season to see that Freddie Kitchens wasn't their guy when he went six and ten. They bring in Stefanski, and now they're they're very happy with that decision, right? And I think McCarthy's kind of on a trajectory to go six and ten, something like that. Mm-hmm. And one thing too that's hurting McCarthy is seeing how well Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are playing without him. Like without under Matt Lafleur, they're twenty four and six. It's like I don't know. They're and Aaron Rodgers is playing the best, some of the best football of his life, and everything. And I've, I've heard someone say this, I can't remember where it was, but like 
no well-run business or well-run team has a terrible season and just says, let's run it back the same way. You know what I mean? Like, you're not gonna, you can't just expect different results next year if you're gonna go with the same roster and all, and all that, same coach, same leadership. Definitely, I'll say this: I I like Kellen Moore, um, but I think they should get rid of him. He's like so quirky on their play calling and all that. I don't like they do like these trick plays. Like they'll get a first down and then they'll do an end around that like uh, sets him back like 15 yards. It makes no sense what they do sometimes. So I think definitely the coordinators at least should be gone, both offensive and defensive. So. That's that's my two cents. Yeah, Jerry Jones has to fire yeah. Mike McCarthy. I mean, they're they're second place in the worst division in football. They have two more weeks left for Mike McCarthy. To, Mike McCarthy to somehow screw that up. I mean, their team is devoid <laughs> of talent. They don't have a guy that can that as a head coach. They don't have a guy as a head coach that can both like culturally and schematically bring the best out of this team. Um, mm. That doesn't have a lot of people. I mean, even when they had Dak Prescott, they were still one in three. They could have been zero and four if they hadn't. Um, one against the Falcons pretty late, mm-hmm. one in the shootout. Mm-hmm. They have no flash. We all saw what the Washington football team um, does, the New York football Giants do, the Los Angeles Chargers do, and last year's Miami Dolphins. When we looked at those teams, we we're like, oh, those teams can actually get better. Those teams look like they're pretty good, and we always mm-hmm. we crowned the Dolphins last year as like being the best like five win team that we've ever seen. And I know that you know Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy are waiting for that crown on their own team this year, but they actually suck so um <laughs> i think that he's a dunce i think that only winning one he's a dunce. Oh, he's an wow. idiot i think that only winning one super bowl with one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time is not something that you should proudly put on your resume i think it's more of an indictment to his ability um when he was you know chased out of green bay with pitchforks oh my God. you say that every time too he was though i mean they, they booed him out of the they booed him out of the city and Jerry Jones just won't admit that he hired the wrong guy. I think that's the biggest problem yeah. of all. Is you said yeah. the most well-run organizations. I don't think that the Cowboys are that well-run, to be honest. No. I think no. I'm going to take yeah. a step further. Jerry Jones mm-hmm. should retire. And they should hand over the football operations to somebody without the last name Jones. Because I know he would just give <laughs> Never it to gonna his Never going to happen. Never going to. Yeah, not a, <laughs> Jerry, not a lifetime. Jerry, yeah. it, your time is up, Jerry. I mean, let someone else manage the team and put in the hours of talent evaluation that you just can't afford to do. But but the thing is is Jerry Jones right then I think Lucas said this he or Aiden did somebody that he like won a national championship with Arkansas or something like that like he feels like he knows football really well so I don't think you know what I mean I feel like he doesn't feel like he like you said he doesn't feel like he made a mistake and he feels like yeah. he can write the ship himself yeah yeah I agree I think it was a combination of him being stubborn and uh, it being like too high profile uh, higher I think if it was like a, a rando kind of thing. Like, you can have a one-year thing. I don't think you hire someone with the profile that Mike McCarthy had and keep them for one year, especially when it's a coronavirus year. So you can make those excuses, whether they're warranted or not. And the fact that Dak was out for most of the year, even though, as you pointed out, Wyatt, they weren't very good with Dak. Uh, But I I don't, I really don't see him getting fired this offseason. I don't care. I don't think he's going to either. Like, should versus could is a different Mm -hmm. question. Should he? Agree. I think I I was on the fence, but I was pretty convinced by Jared's and Wyatt's reasoning. But could he? Like, I don't think he did for a lot of the reasons Aiden said. I think it's too high profile. I think it's so easy to excuse that Dak was hurt for the whole season. Like, I think that you can feed that in. Like, they've been bad, but they haven't been, like, terrible. 
Like they've been pretty. They've been pretty bad. But five and nine is like that's true. Not a catastrophically yeah. bad season. <laughs> they can like, still make the playoffs. Yeah. They can still make the playoffs. Like honestly, <laughs> like even if you finish the season at seven and nine, like regardless of playoffs or not, like that's not a terrible season. It's not a good season. Yeah. But like, so I think that like I don't think think the bottom has fallen out enough on this team. You don't think the bottom has fallen out enough on this team? This team is terrible. If they go 7-9 and nine after losing a, a pretty good starting quarterback, like that's not All a... All because what? Mike McCarthy bought some watermelons from a, his local grocery store and had him smash. Listen, and that was I'm like, not saying oh, that they're good. That, that, that was a turning but point for them. That, that, that's, what, that's what Mike McCarthy's going to hang his hat on when he walks out. <laughs> oh, d- when he has his exit yeah, interview with Jerry Jones, he said, remember those watermelons I bought? By the way, you owe me money for those. That's probably what he'll say. Yeah. He'll probably have True. Jerry Jones pay him back. I don't like... They're, they're so bad with this. They're not they're though. So they're bad. five yeah. and nine. I mean, that's that's, they're, no, that's like they're not, terrible. They're like, devoid of talent. There's nothing you can look at and be like that team is going to be that team is going to be better next year. If as long they just need it, they're a Dak Prescott away. The only thing that's different from this roster is pretty much Dak Prescott. I know their O line's hurt, but I mean their their defense is terrible. They're not using Zeke. I think you're being you're, a little harsh on them. Like they're not, good, they're not yeah. a good team. They're not but a good like, team. But they're, they're not, not horrific. They're not, they're, not the they're not the Jets. They're not the Jaguars. They're not they the might as well be the Jags or the Jaguars. Wyatt, you always won five act, games. The Jets, yeah, the Jets like have the a Giants. better win than the, than the, the Cowboys do right now. Why okay, you always Mr. act like the Giants are like yeah, like you act like the Giants are some like big like exciting team. They have the same record. But the, but the, like I get that they have more young talent. Okay, but, the, but, the, but like but people were the picking the Giants record. to win the Super Bowl is what I'm saying. Everyone were was people like, picking the Cowboys yes, to win the Super Bowl? They were picking yeah, them to win the were. division. Were yeah. well, see, the but so the issue isn't like them as a team. It's yeah. people's expectations. People have high expectations yeah. for the Cowboys because they're like America's team, even if that's no. not like we've decided is the case anymore. And no, 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 they're not a bad team. Five and nine is not a bad. It's not a good team, but it's not an awful team. It's not a good team. But yeah, in the grand scheme of things, like no, they I don't are know. Awful. Yeah, they're not okay. They're not average. They're awful. They're god awful. They're a slightly below average football. Team. Slightly yeah, below. They're, they're slightly awful. Below. McCarthy just needs to. Pretty if below. he just surrounds himself yeah. with like really bright football minds, I, think, I think I think he can write the show. Oh my god, he wouldn't know a bright football mind if it bit him in the behind. To be honest, <laughs> Mike McCarthy and bright football mind have not been mentioned in the same sentence, <laughs> at least wow. in a long time. Let's let's be honest. They're not good. He needs more. Like the Cowboys, the Cowboys not The Cowboys are not. You cannot look at the Cowboys and be like, that team is going places. You cannot look at them and be like, I believe the Cowboys may be on. Okay, but why? You need to. Is the question isn't are, are they good? It's can, yeah. do you believe Mike McCarthy yeah. with like another off season and a healthy no. deck can make them better next no, season? No, they were one in like, three. Playoff with a you don't think so? I don't, they I don't know they that it's that black and white. They were stomping the league. I, with Dak Prescott as a team, this but team is bad. They were scoring like forty areas. points a game, though. They were scoring like forty points a season. It's not like Jared. he's had like a decade to turn his team around. They could, they yeah. could score hundred points with, a game and they could and they could still go one and three. I don't care. With Dak, they were within one score of the Rams and the Seahawks, who are both like they pretty excellent lost. teams. Yeah. Yeah, but but, but is, it's the first year of a coach putting in a new system. Yeah. Like, listen, it, it. I think it's. I'm going to reverse it. I don't think they should fire him. Lucas, <laughs> I, <think they'll... laughs> I, I am now with you, and yeah, it's totally emotional, but it's... Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> now I'm, like, rooting for Mike McCarthy. To, yeah. yeah, it's like, listen, like, he's not a great elite coach, and if they no. have the chance to get a great elite coach, then, like, maybe. But, like, when... 
Dak was the quarterback. They played good teams close. They are not terrible. They're five and nine despite Andy Dalton playing lots of minutes. Like yeah. I don't know. Like they're and Garrett Gilbert. They beat the Vikings. The Vikings atrocious. aren't bad. Their defense is an absolute embarrassment. They very well, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, well. yeah. Yeah. Why? So you're you're tell, you're saying this team is devoid of talent? Then what is? How are you blaming Mike McCarthy for that? Then it's more on Joe, the Jones family. It's then, both. You know, them, but it's, I mean, it's not like it's not. Look, I'm not saying Jerry Jones is like. I think Jerry Jones is the most overrated. He's like the brand of football. He's a, more of a brand than he is an actual good GM. I, I do not like Jerry yes. Jones as a GM. I do not believe that he – I, I mean, the C.D. Lamb pick, I like C.D. Lamb. I think it was a terrible pick, especially, I mean, again, if you just look how bad this defense is. Yeah. They signed they signed Zeke too early. They should have signed Amari Cooper when they traded a first-round pick for him. Dak Prescott should have never got to the end of his contract. They gave Jalen Smith too much money, blah, 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 Demarcus Lawrence, $100 million hasn't had a double digit sack uh, season in a while. The, a, a whole bunch of stuff about how the Cowboys are bad. They don't have – I mean, sure, they're winning games. How many good teams have they actually beaten so far? Name one good The Giants team. are a very good and exciting <laughs> team when they beat the Giants. <laughs> also, I want to defend the CeeDee Lamb, Lamb draft pick because – yeah. There's no, there's no one guy that you can draft on the defensive side that would have like transformed their defense. No, but like there is a one guy like Chase Young, Aaron Donald, those kind of guys, but they're not, they weren't available. And you might say, oh, they had like a corner. There was like some corner that they could have got. And you might be like, look at Jamal Adams with the Seahawks, but they weren't, they were a bad defense until they got the Bengals defensive lineman. That's no. when they started to become a lot better. You, you know what they, I mean? They couldn't, they could not have drafted one guy, but they could have instead of. Drafted in wide receiver, traded back to the other like three wide receiver hungry teams that they needed, got more draft picks, and then maybe gotten better with a couple extra guys, because that's how trading back works. Jerry Jones mm-hmm. wanted to know it; he wanted the flashy pick. So this Amari's this, definitely gonna hit a thousand, but like remember when they said that they were gonna yeah, have three one thousand yeah. yard receivers? Remember when Jared yeah, believed that they would have three one thousand? Well, yeah. that's because Dak got hurt. Oh wait, on, Jared, man. I thought I thought we he was on. Oh, wait, he led on. the league. In, he led the league in passing yards. Buckets. I thought we didn't do asterisks when we did buckets because you gave you guys you gave Lucas and I a hard time when we said that OJ or we said that OJ Howard would have more minutes than Gronk and he like tore his Achilles and you're like you're like oh looks like that's gonna be wrong, Jared. You're wrong. That's a different circumstance. It's the exact same. Circumstance. <laughs> we don't do. No, but I'm not. But I'm not saying. I'm not saying that I'm not wrong. I'm just saying the reason I'm wrong is because Dak got hurt. Okay, but you're wrong. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So speaking of teams who believe a lot in themselves, the Lakers have made an announcement that they might have the greatest all-time starting lineup of all time. Again, they made two, an announcement. Did they announce? Um, I think <laughs> I want to say it was either Magic or Shaq, but I'm don't hold me to that. Okay. One, of the, one, okay. one of the previous Lakers had. Um, so the Lakers top five matchup is what they put in the graphic was Magic, Kobe, LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Kareem. So will you take that starting five or the field? Pick the field however you feel. Lucas, which one are you picking? All right. So I do want to say first that I think AD is a little bit of a sus choice on this one. But that aside, that, that being you know the point we're operating on, um, I think my other starting five that I've assembled would be Steph, Michael Jordan, Kevin Durant, Larry Bird, Bill Russell. And I think if you put those two starting fives against each other, I think you'd have to take the other. You have four guys on that mm-hmm. team that are elite go-to scorers in Steph, Jordan, Durant, Bird. You're the greatest defensive player of all time in Bill Russell. They might have a little bit of you know, distribution problems. There's no like clear guy who's like a playmaker there, whereas the Lakers have Magic and LeBron. But I just don't think the Lakers have enough shooters on that team to take advantage of it. 
I think if you put it into a seven-game series, you take the other in six. Mm. Interesting. I mean, I understand where you're coming from, but I feel like, yeah, I could poke some holes. So, like, first of all, I think, like, Steph trying to defend Magic, Magic goes for 50 every game. We need need to start there. Kobe and Jordan, I think, would be closer than you are suggesting. I know, but, like, Kobe was also a pretty solid defender, and he also made ridiculous shots all the time, so, like, Jordan being a good defender wouldn't, I don't know. I think those two alone would be a wash. I just feel like it maybe in seven for either team, I think is what I would be more comfortable saying and not six either way. Mm-hmm. I think it's remarkable that the Lakers are good enough that this yeah. isn't a debate. Yeah, right. Yeah. It but, really is, yeah. Uh, I mean, like, it? LeBron could probably lock down KD if he tried hard enough, especially if we're talking about in their primes. He was that good. I don't good. know about lock I don't think he'd lock him down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he might maybe win, limit the, him I think to he'd 25. win the matchup, but uh, yeah. I don't know about lock the great the great scores are still gonna get theirs, you know. You you you'll be limited maybe, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was yeah. I what was I gonna say? Uh, also, are we playing are we playing like '90s foul rules? Are we playing like today's foul rules? Because Michael Jordan had Michael Jordan had seventy points a game. Yeah. <laughs> under, uh, today's foul rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But actually, though, Michael Jordan would probably have a little bit more uh, points per game if with the how soft maybe. the contact is now. Just saying. Yeah. I would love to see Bill Russell and AD, though, because they're both, like, just... I, I don't know about Bill Russell, but AD is, like, super physical, just, like, such a presence. And it, it would be interesting to see that matchup. Just even going to the rim on AD, I don't know. I would love to see that on all those yeah. with all those guys. Yeah. Yeah. The Lakers' yeah. depth at, at center, too, is crazy. Like, it's it, wild. you don't pick yeah. Kareem, you pick Shaq or Wilt, which are, like... <laughs> like I know it, Wilt at in the Lakers was a prime <laughs> Wilt, he was when he was at the Sixers, but like still, yeah. Like that depth at center alone is nuts. The the thing yeah. with Wilt is if you put him in, you could just foul him and he would miss one one out of two free throws. Shaq. Right? Ditto for Shaq. Shaq too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, I mean, I'm almost tempted to say Shaq should go in instead of Kareem, but they're both basically unguardable. So I guess it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's a hack. Sixth man Shaq. I mean, you yeah. did get Kareem a little <laughs> yeah. bit older than Shaq was. Shaq was probably more prime time. <laughs> Or in his prime when he played the Lakers than Kareem was, because we all know Kareem wasn't. He was a buck before. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I do think my strategy against the Lakers in this game would be to play a serious zone on them and make them shoot threes. Because I think if any, if they have a weakness, Box it's that. I mean, their their best three shooter on that team would, in terms of career percentage, would be LeBron at thirty five percent. Obviously, Kobe's a great long range shooter, but it's thirty three percent for his career, and no one else on the team is really a good like serious shooter so i feel like they, they might have a weakness there that you know could be exploited mm. but you know. i do think the field Which... between steph curry and larry bird would probably be a really good three-point shooting team as well mm-hmm. so you might be able to beat yeah. them that way yeah yeah which team do you think has more like competitive fire <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious. Same That's a question. good question. Yeah, depends who you put on the others, right? I, mean, I would say because on one side you got MJ, like the ultimate competitor, yeah. but then you got yeah. Kobe on the other side, and Larry yeah. Bird was a big was a big guy. I mean, you could say that yeah. about LeBron too. Yeah, even KD think, is. Yeah, yeah, like, I don't know about KD. I think well, well, KD's like a he's like or a Magic. Gates. I don't really know. Yeah. Well, no, I mean yeah. the thing about Magic is when they no. when they did the uh, the last dance, they told the story about the Olympics and about how competitive Magic and um, Michael were so I would say that Magic is probably pretty competitive. I would I would give the Lakers the edge. Magic, Kobe, and LeBron, especially if Larry's on the other team. 
Yeah, especially play <laughs> yeah. as another team. Yeah. I mean, it, you give Kobe and LeBron James, let's say in this hypothetical, they get a chance to play against Michael Jordan, and then Magic gets a chance to play against uh, Larry Bird. You know, mm-hmm. I think that they would probably go yeah. <clears throat> go back and forth. That's why we got to put Wilt on there because Bill and Wilt hate each other. Right? right? Then they oh, then sure. they hate each other for a while. <laughs> Six man Wilt, something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was always just you know at best. Off the bench, a good, you know, kind of, you know, good off the bench. Off the bench. Yeah, yeah. yeah, good of Andre. <laughs> yeah, did you know he came off the bench that day? <laughs> yeah, uh, but he, he didn't play until the second quarter. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> anyways, I think that about does it for us uh, this week. Um, we'll be back next week again, talking more, um, probably NBA, NFL. Uh, maybe some college football, though. I guess we're kind of we're kind of waiting on the college football front for uh, for New Year's. Um, but but yeah, please please throw us a like on Apple on uh, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, follow us on Twitter at You Thought Sport, I believe. Singular, remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, catch us next week. Bye.